on the move. Little dance step was good. Couple of bounces. Can take it himself. And launch long. Inspirational. Time ticking away. Stop it. Silvani! What about that? Mackay, Mackay! Two in a minute! And they are dancing now, the Blues! Almost Mackay. Walsh, here he is. Straightens up and has delivered! Is there nothing this young man can't do? Hello and welcome to the Navy Blue Corner. I'm Ian, joined as always by my good mate, Lockie. And with it being the midway point of the season and Carlton obviously having the bye, we thought it was probably the best time to do a bit of a mid-season review. Um, but firstly, Lockie, have you enjoyed the week off? God, no. What kind of question <laughs> is that? I reckon if you think back to previous years, and I saw some people tweeting about this, it was like, oh, gee, the bye. Thank God. Yeah. We can't lose this week. No. Just keep the wins coming. Yeah, it was it's been a bit weird because kind of with the injury, as much as I actually am missing the footy, because I think we were a lot better team than we were last year and it's been fun to watch. There was a part of me that thought, gee, we just we really need this buy. It has come at the perfect yeah. time. Just give these players a week, give the new recruits um a week to gel. So as much as I yeah. have missed it, I think it's probably been, I guess, the best thing for the club. And I guess with that. Before we mm. jump straight into the review itself, last week was the mid-season draft. We we covered that quite extensively, um, which you guys absolutely loved on the YouTube, which we love to see. Lockie, what are your thoughts on the picks? Were you happy with who we selected? Was there anything that you would have done differently? What were your thoughts on it all? Well, obviously, firstly, kudos to you for putting out some great content there. It's gone down very well. Um, you put your tinfoil hat on and it paid off. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the most important thing. Um, I mean, yeah, similarly to, I guess, it, it played out fairly similar to how we thought it mm. would in our discussion last week, um, especially with Dirds coming in. There's been some great club content about that already and very excited to see him out on the field. Um, and it se- like, seems like all the all the signs mm. point to Hayes being a really positive pickup as well. The fact that he's already been around the club and has been putting in the performances on the field. So it's yet to be seen mm. how early we see him, if at all. Um, but I think they're, they're really positive outcomes. Yeah, look, I had to jump in straight away on the socials when I correctly predicted yeah. that last year we did the same to Murkov. We just hit him for a couple of matches before the seasons, before the midseason draft. Did the same with Hazy. I think someone mm-hmm. tweeted at us saying, Nick Austin's got to find a new way because we're all onto it. And I think we are, <laughs> but it was a nice bit of a nugget left in there because I'll be honest, when I was making that prospects video, I was so close to not having Will Hayes in there because I just thought, gee, really? with Weedering gone, it should all just be key position players. But there was that little part of me that went, oh, if mm. we pick up this guy and he's not in there, I'm going to look like an idiot. So I'm glad I left <laughs> him in there because now I look like an absolute king. Um, I guess the question I have with it, we obviously go the key defender, we go the midfielder. We were probably in our discussions maybe angling a bit more towards going two talls instead just because mm. of all the the injuries that we currently have, would you have liked us to see like the a Ballenden, I think was the one that a lot of people were talking about. We sort of had him as our sort of number two option. Were you annoyed that we maybe didn't go him and went Hayes instead or are you just mm. happy with it in general? Yeah, definitely not annoyed. Um, uh, maybe there's not a good way to answer this question, but it's definitely a situation where I'm keen to back the club in on mm. what they know internally. Maybe maybe there's things about Hayes that make him 
a longer term prospect potentially for, for what we're trying to do here. We know that right now we're struggling with our key position um, quantity that we have in yeah. the team, but you never know what, what, like the, I mean, the last two years we've been talking about what's going to happen with this wing position um, and, mm. and players of that kind. Um, and we've seen really good progress this year, but it's still somewhat open. So maybe, um, that there's an opportunity for Will to get in there. So, no, obviously it's it's still all good. But, yeah, what about you? Was, was there anyone still on the board necessarily? Probably like Ballandon was the main one that I was, I guess, thinking that we'd select. And yeah. I'm kind of like you. A lot of people, um, a lot of my mates were sort of asking, going, oh, like, are you happy with Hayes or, or whatnot? And I just sort of said the exact same thing as you going, I back the club in, like I back Nick Austin and the recruiting team because they yeah. haven't let us down so far every single <laughs> I time. So exactly. I think they'd know better than than me what we need and and I guess rating Ballenden as well because mm. as we mentioned, he put financial and like a contract stipulation on his. So it, it, we would have had to have yep. picked him up for those eighteen months. So to the end of this year, then till the end of next year as well. Which makes it a bit hard if we were just maybe looking at bring someone in, see what happens, and then reassess it um, at the end of the season. You're kind of yep. really locked into Ballenden. And does that force you maybe next season to to knock go that extra tall, whether it be a, a young youth prospect or someone through draft and trading? Like, does that change things plus the financial side? Totally. Do you struggle with the the wriggle room? And I think that's why ultimately he wasn't selected by anyone. I, I, I reckon if he just said, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for any opportunity. That would have been fine. But I don't begrudge mm. him because it's a bit stiff if you come in for a couple of months and then are just thrown out again at the end of the season. You probably want that little bit of stability in your life. So I don't begrudge Ballenden. But, yeah, I guess I'm pretty happy with both of them. I'll, I'll bring them up. Yeah. Um, if you're watching this on the YouTube, I'll, I'll add them in here because okay. we did this lovely graphic um, last time. So I think it just if you want to have a look, feel free. But, yeah, we obviously pick up Sam Durden, who's the key defender, 26 years old. Do you think he comes in straight away? I do. I do. I've seen mixed um, feelings about this online. Mm. But, yeah, I'm saying, yeah, what about you? I think, yeah, if <laughs> I don't know how long it takes for someone to learn the game plan and learn the structures, but surely, regardless, having someone his height out of everything – over anyone else because it's really probably him or Brody Kemp that takes that next tall, and I'd probably yeah. rather give it to a guy that's 198 centimetres um, that's maybe played a bit more footy, like 22 games even for North. He's a bit older rather than a Brody Kemp. So yeah. I, I think he I think he probably comes straight in, probably not the same I'm thinking with Hayes. Um, but no. what do you think like Durden's pass mark is? Because we've got him <laughs> to the end of the season. Do you, are you eyeing off any little key things that you're like, that's a successful mid-season draft pick. Is it you want him yeah. to be there come next season? Like, have you had much, I guess, thinking around that? That's a really good question. I actually hadn't thought about that. Um, I think maybe I automatically go back to the expectations of Young when we got him. Yep. We weren't expecting or even hoping him to be Jones-like in that replacement. Yes. I think we were hoping like – do the fundamentals right behind weeders. Yeah. Be able to spoil, don't get beaten by your opponent um, often um, and, yeah. and just play that second fiddle really well. I guess that's kind of how I feel about Dirds right now. We know that 
Young is probably Young's probably going to be the one taking the um, number one forward. So it's going to be Durden's mm. responsibility to, yeah, not leak goals, not get dominated by his opponent, not make his way out of the team, not not have us sitting here in two weeks going, okay, well he's not even really a playable option, yeah. even if healthy. Um, so I, I think the 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 pass mark is quite low um, for someone like this, but. Having said that, I, I have a lot of confidence in him that he's going to be able to do that that level personally. What about mm. you? Yeah, I think it's just yeah. The, the pass mark is get us through till Weedering's back. Like mm. that's all we're all, all we're needing. And I, I'm not necessarily sure what his sort of ceiling or floor is. That's going to be the the interesting part. But we seem to have historically made the best out of I think the talent that we've sometimes had down back. I'll throw out like you know. Yeah, we got in Silvani, and no one was really expecting, uh, I guess, him to do too much down there. Ends up playing one of the greatest games I've ever seen on Buddy Franklin, and mm-hmm. was great for every single time he came in. Did what he was asked, defended well. You've got like a player like Sam Rowe was never meant to be this exceptional defender. Was so solid every single time, and even what I guess yep. McDonald has done, coming in. Ends up being our you know number two defender really at the start of this season, gets yep. injured. I think his his role is now to basically take over Oscar McDonald. I can really see us at the mm. end of this season if all goes well, because of the injury history, maybe McDonald doesn't get another opportunity, and that yep. like someone like Sam Durden takes his spot as just a bit more of a mature body that you can throw in if if you need. Yeah, no, that's really well said. Um... And of course, while Weeders is some way away, we know that Marchi could be close, so that will be yes. some some selection pressure as well. So hopefully, we won't be kind of hamstrung for too much longer. But yeah, mm. I'm I'm really happy to to back him in. Feels like uh, you know, it's got good vibes about him. Yeah, he's got a great mustache as well, which Doesn't I think he? almost gives him the uh, the tick of approval before we even we even see him play a game of footy. Uh, but so the true. other one obviously was and. I'll just see if this actually wants to go to the next slide. We have Will Hayes here, just turned 27. How about that, though? We draft these boys, and within a week, both of them have their birthdays. I reckon that's a nice little good. birthday present for him. So he's a little bit older um, as far as someone coming straight into our midfield. What's his pass mark? Is it playing a game? <laughs> like, is that as simple as you're putting it? Uh, so are we talking pass mark for him to stay on? Or just like, what are you... Because we've obviously used a list spot. So mm. I don't think it's necessarily him having to stay on unless that is your pass mark for him. But just a pass yeah. mark so you can look back and go, that wasn't, a, I guess, a wasted pick because we've looked so far and gone. Hmm. Uh, you got Murkov, who you kind of take a chance on. And whether it works out or it doesn't, I think you just you say you've got to be happy with, with that because you're just taking a punt on someone that may develop. And then yeah. Jordan Boyd, I'd probably... Probably still a little bit speculative whether yep. it's it was worth the pick. So I guess yeah. What's your sort of thinking on <laughs> on Will Hayes? That's uh, mm, that's got me because maybe I'll be contradicting what I said before. Because uh, I mean, I I hope that we don't have to see Will Hayes play this year. I hope okay. that the health and performances that we're getting out of the guys in the team currently and around it will mean that we don't have to. Yeah. That might that might be a hot take, but like it's, uh, I I hope that Lob, Cottrell continue the form that 
the, the really mm. positive form that we've seen from them and can play out the whole season in, in that kind of role where I would see him. Similarly, if he was going to go in, um, we've already got Dow as kind of that fringe guy that we want to try and get some time into. So so all, all of that to say, I, I wouldn't say that it's a fail on him though if we don't see him because I just mm. hope that it's a, a collective positive response from the entire team. So I suppose maybe I'd say continuing these strong performances um, in the VFL team for us to be in a position when we go, okay, um, you know, now he's a bit more integrated with the main group and we could see how we could give mm-hmm. him another year or two and, and see maybe him being that kind of around the fringe of the team as a really good um, option to come in. Yeah, it's, look, it's not a bad one. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely Maybe sure exactly what his, what his pass mark should be. Oh, I'd like to see it be a game. Um, but you kind of raise a good point where we're probably bringing this guy in as depth. I sort of mentioned that as why you might yeah. bring him in because it's it's really just Paddy Dow and what Will Setterfield is the main sort of midfielders that can go in there and do it. Mm. You've got this guy that can do that and also maybe play on the wing. He, he's won, um, he got into the VFL team of the season playing on the wing in 2018. So yep. he clearly can play outside midfield as well. It seems like that's maybe a bit of a problem position for us. We've definitely, at this stage, locked down O'Brien. The other wing has been a bit iffy at times. So it wouldn't surprise me if they've brought him in with the plan of, this is our guy, he's going to come in and do that. But, yeah, probably a pass mark is, if we need him, comes in and performs. And if we don't, I guess it doesn't really matter. I'm not necessarily saying he should go straight onto the list next season. I'm not too certain Mm. about things but i think yeah they will they'll know for certain whether he's good enough for it a lovely point that um had been made heaps by the uh the prendercast boys was talking about our vfl program and how if you start rewarding players that have come over into the vfl system (laughs) with afl list spots and this isn't just about like throwing them a gimme and things like that just going oh yeah a nice token list spot but kind of rewarding good efforts with an opportunity at afl level will strengthen the VFL team because more guys who maybe uh, missed out on the draft or missed, you know, just been delisted who want another crack at AFL go, well, well, Carlton's gotten Jordan, you know, they've gotten Jordan Boyd from a VFL team, Murkov straight from theirs. Now Mm. they've got Will Hayes from theirs. There's a chance that if I go to Carlton, I I might be a a shoe in to to come up if I perform well enough, which We've yeah. seen how bad our reserves have been over the years, which has not helped our development of a lot of our youth and, I guess, just team in general. So it's not a bad one to, I guess, reward mm-hmm. some form because I don't want this to be a shot at Paddy Dow because it's definitely not intended to be that at all. But Will Hayes has been our best player in the twos. He's been better than Paddy yep. Dow. A lot have been calling for him to come into the team. So it, do- it doesn't surprise me this man got an opportunity on our list now. Mm. Yeah, no, fan, fantastic points there. I think that is a really good kind of precedent to set. And you're right; it's mm. so it's so great to see. Um, you know, this isn't a Will Hayes comment, but just the fact that two or three years ago we were looking at both the AFL and VFL programs as being not in a good way. Mm. Um, so it's good to see how that's kind of transformed together. Yeah, and now like we're not maybe performing the best in the VFL, but can you blame them when? There's not many AFL listed players playing for him because everyone is just injured at the moment. But we saw when we were a bit mm. more uh, full health, everything was going very well. So, look, that's going to be our thoughts on the two mid-season recruits. Let us know if there's anyone that you 
wanted us to get and, and what the pass mark for these players are because we'd love to hear from you guys. But jumping straight into the mid-season review, I thought what a better place to start than looking at where we were this time last season. So I want to throw up some comparative stats here. Uh, I reckon oh, you'll I like this. these. So this is 2021 oh, versus 2022 if you're listening to this um, in podcast version and you want to see this up on your screen, head over to the YouTube because it might be a little bit easier to view. But so mm-hmm. I've got here, you'll see the first two columns, 2021, 2022. Now I'll explain the other one in a second, um, but I'll just go through these. So last year we had four wins, seven losses. We're eight and three at the moment. So massive change just straight away there on the wins and losses. Points obviously is going to be a lot higher. Percentage was 93.9. This year it is 112.9. So a big jump in that, which is going to come from your wins. And then this was kind of taken from last week because we didn't play a game (laughs) this week. So I feel like it's harsh to then say we've lost a, a ladder position when we haven't even played a game and others have. So at this time last season, we were 13th. Now we're fifth. We're now seventh, but fifth when we had played the same games as everyone else. What yeah. a massive jump. Like what for you <sighs> um, have you seen as been such a big change from, I guess, last season? Oh, gee. I thought that I thought I was getting a different question there, just like a straight down the line one, not like the biggest, you know, shift <laughs> in this entire team. Um, oh God, where do I even start? Do you say, do you say Vossi and the style? It's a big one. Do, do you say the couple of gun recruits that we got in, and you could put Charlie in that box mm. of like recruits, essentially. God, you definitely. Could go, anyway, it's just crazy to look at that on the screen right there, where it's like mm. we've we've reversed basically what we we did last season in this stage. It's crazy, mm. and we've we've got the same amount of wins as we did through the whole 2021 season, which is just that's dumb, ridiculous. And we're, we're a great shoe in a shout now for finals football. And it's mm-hmm. there's just so many great positives. And what I also wanted to um, talk about, this third column that you'll see is the mm. same game equivalent. I actually went through the exact same opposition that we played and tried to get it as close to um, correct as possible. There was, I think, only Sydney... We've obviously only played them at home this season. Last year it was away. And then the away game last season for Frio happened in Melbourne because they had some COVID issues. But apart from that, everything else is exactly the same. So from the exact same game, same opposition, we had five wins, six losses at a percentage of 91. Um, So a lot lower than our 8-3 and a percentage of 112. So it's just massive how much we've improved, not only just from what we did for the whole season last year, but against the same opposition that we weren't getting those wins against. We weren't getting the performances and the, the wins just weren't as high. Like you look back, we what lost to North Melbourne last year. Now we belted them this year. And it's just, mm-hmm. I just love every little part of it. And it, it's so good to be able to sit here and go back and just marvel at, at the, the difference in this season. And I just absolutely love it. Yeah, and even looking back at our predictions at the start of this season right now. So at, at mm. this stage, we we kind of opti- optimistically hoped that we'd be six wins um, yeah. at this stage. And I think we were, you know, we had our optimism hats on as always. And we're like, let's hope that we can get a two-win improvement by the buys and, and look what we've done. Even, mm. and yeah, look, 
We're not, not that I'm living in the past, but last week's game could have easily been um, that ninth win as well if things went our way. Yeah, look, I, I tend to agree. And, and more onto this, I've got even more because you know I love looking at some stats. So let's have a look. This is where we oh, ranked at the end of season Lord. last year um, and to basically where we are now in some key stats. So just the first one, disposals we ranked last. We are now currently ranked as number one, as the Crazy. team that has the most disposals now. It's just ludicrous. And you get more of the ball, you're probably a chance to win more games of footy. But also it probably just shows you the kind of the shift in the way we play, where last year it was almost like this weird counter-attacking football. Now we're that strong contested team uh, and we're going to win plenty of the ball. You've got disposal efficiency. We were 16th last year. We're third, which is a massive, massive shift. Kicks uh, was 13th last year. We ranked second. Handballs, 17th. Now we're second this year. And obviously those will go up when you've got more disposals as well. But the kick-to-handball ratio was kind of the thing I wanted to have a look at with those stats, which last year was 1.7. This year it's 1.4. So we're handballing a lot more, which is great to see. Um, But then I've also got your contested possessions were 15th last year, second this year, and then uncontested, 17th last year first this year i mean what do you make of the massive shift in all of those stats it's so impressive it's actually insane when you compare them side by side like that particularly disposals Mm. and it it doesn't take a whole lot of thinking to realize all the different areas where that has improved like Mm. our big ball winners from last year have jumped up we've brought in two guys that are you know averaging or george is averaging 30 chair 25 kennedy improved just so much improvement all over the board. Mm, and just such a massive shift in the way that we play football. I remember saying last year when we were we were shocking and, and trying to hope for the next year, it was, I just want us to have a brand of footy. I want, even mm. if we're losing games, it's not that I want to see these honourable losses, but I want to see a team that we're tackling, we're hounding opposition, we're hard to beat. When you come up against Carlton, you're like, oh, yeah. I just know it's going to be a slog. And that's what we've been. You, you hear other people talking about our midfield and how hard we work teams and we hurt them in the contest. And they're just, it's music to my ears. I absolutely love what I'm hearing. And those stats are just ridiculous just to think that it's really like almost the exact same players. There's only a couple that have really changed, but just what the coaching yep. and that everyone has been able to do to, to change our fortunes. I'll jump to the next one as well. Yep. We've got center clearances was 15th. We're now first. Stoppage clearances, which is an interesting one, 12th mm. last year, 14th. So that's clearly an area that we have struggled. It's definitely gotten better as the years progressed, but that's right. probably a bit of another area that we do need to improve. You've got marks. We were 14th last year. We're now second. Inside 50s, 12th last year, fifth this year. Interestingly, tackles us the same, 15th ranked for both years but the big one and maybe that just happens because you've got more of the ball now you're the number one disposal team it's probably going to change your tackles but the big one there is tackles inside 50 we were 17th ranked last year (laughs) we are now third what do you make of those very interesting i mean obviously the center and stoppage clearance discrepancy stands out Mm. a lot um yeah and then tackles as well. You make a good point, obviously, with us having the ball a lot more. Um, 
you may have done this check yourself, but you know I love a bit of on-the-spot unplanned trivia. <laughs> I probably haven't, footy, so thanks. <laughs> according to Footy Wire, who do you think our top two tacklers have been this season? Ooh, I would like to think that maybe one of them is George Hewitt. Correct, number one. Ooh, and then number two, I'll go one. I'll go Paddy Cripps. Cripps is three. It's actually Chera Ooh. number two. Ooh, so just, that's surprising. Just surprising and interesting to see that, that that tackle position hasn't moved, but we've brought in two guys who are now leading our tackles. So, hmm, mm. interesting. That's another one to keep an eye on. Definitely is because, yeah, obviously that you get more of the footy, you're probably not going to get more tackles because this is basically how many yep. tackles you have. So I don't expect us to be ranking that high, but I just love that it's clear that the tackles are, and it doesn't really show it on the stat sheet, but worth more from what we're doing in the pressure and then clearly mm. where it is on the ground, actually being the third best team at tackles inside 50, we're able to, when we are having to tackle, it's in our area of the ground, and then that is just going to equal scoring, which I think we've seen from those small pressure forwards. Always Durden, uh, Motlop's done a little bit in there as well. When everyone's firing in that forward line, it's just making it harder for the opposition to get it out, and it's going to equal higher scores. It's why I've won games of footy this year. Mm, spot on. Gosh, it's all just coming together, isn't it? You'd love to it see it. It definitely is. It is. Um, so I guess, Lockie, did you want to maybe jump into some fan questions on this one? Because we oh. did have a bit of a run sheet, but you guys have absolutely nailed it. I think you're in my brain or something because <laughs> half the questions were exactly what I had written down. So I think it's probably best if we uh, jump straight into that. <laughs> well, maybe you've stitched me up here because I don't know which question, if there's a question you're wanting me to read out or you're just happy for me to take it any direction. <laughs> I'm I don't know whether you like take it anywhere you want to go, mate. I don't know it's whether up you're throwing you. up the oop and I'm not <laughs> going to gather it. Um, so let's go with this one. Okay. From MP. Each of your favorite games and moment of the season so far. He is he has slammed it through the hoop. That was unbelievable. Bang. Shout he didn't out even to know him. Was Great so Thank you for that one. Um, was that <laughs> sorry? I was too busy celebrating in my head. Was that favorite game? Favorite game and moment and moment. Oh, she's ticked both off my list. So that is what we like yeah, to see. Like I'm happy I get to go in first because I'm probably going to steal your answers here. <sighs> both of these coming from the same game. Uh, my yeah, favorite I mean, game you definitely is. Have stolen mine, then. Yeah, uh, so my favorite game is Richmond. Just yeah. everything in the build-up. It's the first game of the season, a team we hadn't beaten for years and years and years. It always seemed when we lost round one, our season just turned to shit after that. But we finally got that hope, the beautiful last quarter. And, yeah, I guess my favorite moment is just Sam Doherty's goal. I don't think <sighs> I've ever been that happy at the footy, and it was just for such non-footy reasons, as I guess everyone will know. And I'm pretty sure mm. I've seen some people on Twitter. It seems like that's just everyone's favorite moment. But uh, do you have – were they, obviously, they were yours. Do you have any <laughs> others that you can talk about, Lockie? Because I've, I've stitched you up there. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people would agree with you and I about those moments. Um, the Richmond game was just – God, it was such a defining moment, mm. I feel. Uh, I know on the commentary they said a small step but also a giant leap. Yeah. For Vossi and us, which is so true. Um, gosh, I'm not I'm not sure. I think potentially the Sydney game would be up yeah. there with one of my favorites as well. 
Uh, God, there's so many wins to choose from. I mm. feel like last year when we did this, it was like, which of our uh, four, four wins did you like the most? Um, flip a couple of coins. Um, yeah, that one stands out just because of the quality of the opposition, um, especially after we'd had a few good wins mm. in a row. It was kind of like the, the, the scene just felt set for us to drop one. Um, just an amazing performance. They came back hard. Fish kicked that awesome goal. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's probably up there for me with the Richmond game, but that's going to be the number one. Yeah, I think, yeah, Sydney probably would have been my second as well just because all the reasons you said. And it was we had just finally regathered a bit of form, but, what, we'd beaten North, we'd beaten Adelaide, beaten Mm. GWS, even though that was a tough one. People were just still saying, yeah, but who have you beaten? What have you done for me recently? And then we go out there (laughs) undermanned against Sydney, and that second quarter has to be one of the greatest quarters of football I've ever seen in my life and I guess yeah. do you have do you have any other favorite moments not doesn't have to be <laughs> a game completely but any other little moments that sort of stick out to you oh, I mean this might may not be the best one but when I the one that comes to mind was uh, Jack Carroll's first goal against That's North cool. I like that. I'm not sure if that one sticks out to you I think just right at the start of that game great goal everyone flocking to him That's a yeah. good one do you have any others I like off it. Your head? I do have one. It was mine in case you stole mine, but I ended up stealing yours, so it's worked <laughs> out well. Um, it was Jack Silvani's goal um, against Hawthorne, where oh yeah, it was one. being at that game as well and being in the position where it was all happening. I just saw the perfect view of it from behind because we dominated. It was much like that sort of Sydney game where have one of the best quarters you'll ever see. And then three quarters of us just doing nothing and having Hawthorne hit the front and then us needing one to get back. That goal was just, oh, thank God. Being early in the season, there was still the thoughts of when there were these close games, like, oh, we're going to lose it. There's no chance. Carlton are going to hold on to this. I've seen this story way too many times. And that was one of those key moments that I I feel have started to change people's thoughts on on Carlton mm. in general, that even when teams are coming, yeah, you're probably going to think that we're a chance to drop this one. But I don't know about you. I feel a bit more confident now. And maybe that of was course. one of those moments where you, we're finally kicking these goals when we need one and getting over the line in pretty much every single close game we've had, maybe bar one this season. Mm. Yeah, so true. <clears throat> it's one of the biggest shifts, absolutely, from last mm. year to this one, where it just felt like we were, we're always losing those games in previous years. And now it just doesn't feel that way. So that's good. This shows me that I need to I need to go back to the archives and rewatch some <laughs> games and highlights because all the wins are just like blurring into one. And there's just been this is such a ridiculous thing to say. There's been too many of these like micro highlights mm. in all these games that there's just there's too much positivity. Nothing's even coming to my head. Like every game yeah. has so many moments where it's like that was amazing, but it's like whatever. We're used yeah, to it. Yeah, gen- genuinely, like every single game, it's like, oh well, Harry's kicked five. Um, Charlie kicked six. Like, which goal of those can you remember? Because there were just so many of them. Like, good luck. <laughs> it's great. It's great that we finally had too many moments that we can't think of them rather than us actually going, oh, gee, it's a oh, Harry kicked a goal. Is that is that all we've got? Mm. It, it's yeah. a great change. And actually, I'll, I have to say as well, Fisher's goal in the Richmond game. Yes. Um, that was big because, oh, Gee, I'm never speaking of everything merging into one. That game, I'm never going to ever forget because oh. just that feeling when Richmond kicked the first goal, I think it was in the mm, last quarter. Yeah, Shy like, Bolton. 
It was like, okay, that's close. It. We've gotten close, but that's it. And it's then just again. go goal, goal, goal. <laughs> and then Martin kicks that goal from outside 50 and then bang, next center clearance, mm. that fish one. Oh, and that was it. Gee, the lids. And the stadium just erupted. I've, I've never had it shake oh. so much. On the bar in front of me, um, on level two, right at the front, shaking it Ultimate mm. Warrior style, just going absolutely berserk. <laughs> just couldn't believe what I was seeing, and oh. it was just so good that you could just see. And I mean, I know you're a big fan of this. Your favorite moment, I think, is that gr- that footage of that one guy in the crowd <laughs> that just could not believe what was going on. I think we almost need to find this to clip. Him. We need to find this man because Lockie's had so much fun watching this back being like, that is me. <laughs> if the camera was on me, that's what was going on in my head. Just full disbelief. Oh, my God. Yeah. We're actually a good footy team now. I can't believe it. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So good. What All else right, do you have question. for me, Lockie? Next question. Uh, we'll stick on Twitter here. So got a good one from Ewan Morton here. Um, regarding the players... Who do you have as kind of the biggest improvers for this season so far? Um, and then where's our remaining upside? So kind mm. of two sides of the coin there. Where's the improve improval been, improvement been, and where yeah. could it come? Gee, I mean, there's so many players I could choose, and I almost want to choose them all. So you've got yeah. no one else um, to pick on your side when you get asked the question. I think we said the other week that Fisher was probably one of the, the key ones of – yeah. We've needed to get that out of him. We've needed to find the form that Fish has been in really for the last month or so, get these outside players involved, have him kicking yep. a couple of important goals, setting up plays, being that X-factor player. So I think Fisher is probably the biggest one that, that stands out for me as that big improver. I often Definitely. talk about those question mark players. Are they good? Are they not? When are we going to find out about them? It's been so many years into their development. And so to finally tick off a few this season... That's been one of my favorite things. Yep. So good. It hasn't it hasn't felt like a big statistical change for fish. Like it's been there, mm. but just yeah. the the feel of, of him out there, so much more damaging and impactful and getting in the right chains. So that's a great one. Um for me, I'll go Matt Kennedy. Bam bam. Yep. Our man. I've said it five times on the podcast. We were sitting here a year ago thinking is I delisted him. You delisted him. This time I didn't want last to say year. It. I- this time last year, mid-season review, I said, I don't know. Are we, are we getting anything out of him? Maybe maybe at the end of the season, he's not there. And I'm so happy I was wrong. How is that egg on your face, mate? <laughs> I'll wear it um, any day of the week. But he, but he was playing a couple of good games last year, giving us a bit of hope, and then he'd, have a, a, he'd drop off. He wouldn't be anywhere yeah. near it. Um, so just what an improvement he's been this this year, becoming mm. one of those guys, 25 disposals a game, taking great marks across the, round, uh, across the ground, tough, strong. Um, yeah, just such a great improvement from him. Is mm. anyone else that comes to mind? I've got two, but I'll, I'll use one nice. of them. I'll say Lockie O'Brien being mm. a guy that wasn't best 22. Carlton fans were crying out for it. We're getting glimpses, yep. but weren't sure. Starts the season, okay, gets dropped. Um, yep. I think it was the Port game he got dropped for. He's come back in and just is our winger. He's nailed that position there. The, the meters gained, what he's able to set up with his left foot, taking on those kicks when we need them. We've, 
I think we've nailed down one wing position now. It's the other one that we need to get sorted, but mm. you can tick off another best 22 position now. Lockie O'Brien has stepped up to the plate and he's Agreed. a unique player. I, I'm so happy with what we've been able to get out of him, knowing that that high draft pick pressure that you're always going to get. Yeah, big, big kudos to, to Lockie. Yeah, that's a great one. We'll see if I... I don't think I'm going to steal your one here. But shout out to Patrick Cripps. Yes, thank you. Back. That's him. It's like, again, like the recency bias of this, it's it's hard to remember what we were getting from him last year where people mm. were, yeah, saying that he'd peaked. It was past mm. his peak. He was, he was broken, a broken man. Yeah, well, I mean, like we had some discussions off pod and I remember even floating this to you as well at one stage saying, look, hypothetically, if this is kind of the cripper that we've got now and the sample size is what, two seasons of him being well below his best, if, you know, West Coast comes to you and offers you <laughs> a good player, some number one, some first round draft picks, like yeah, would you take that now knowing that, we don't know what we're getting with Cripper. Can you get something better elsewhere? And actually that was a genuine question that was not even yeah. seen as like a nuffy thing to be talking about. And not that we, we were going to trade him, but it was, he no longer was that untradeable player. You'd almost entertain yeah. it if you were getting ridiculous value for it. And straight away he's come back this season and you would never take anything um, for Paddy Cripps. He's just unbelievable captain of the footy team that he's shown a lot of maturity and leadership that I don't think he's getting the credit for this season where Voss keeps him the captain. And I think everyone's been speaking about that captain role and in previous seasons, who should it be? And now we're not even having that question. No one's mentioned the leadership once in this team saying, where's the on-field leaders? What's going on? No one knows what they're doing. We don't have anyone that can lead this football club. It just looks like we know what we're doing now. And I think Paddy Cripps has to be, such a massive component to that. What is he still favorite for the Brown though, even though he's been playing ruck yeah. a little bit and dropped off the last few weeks, he's kicking goals. He's getting those disposals and he's back being that damaging player now where he's not just getting 30 and not much is happening with them. They're all just ex- explosive possessions now. Perfectly summed up. Definitely. All Australian captain is he's yeah. on track for the, like literally the best captain. Mm. Um, in the league, so it's amazing. Well, did I steal your last one? Yeah, that was going to be him. I just wanted to talk about Paddy I was Cripps say, and the improvement and getting getting that improvement from our best players. Like you can, I might steal another one for you here, but like a Charlie yeah. Kerno, someone that we hadn't seen for a few years, to then come in, getting the best out of our best players as well has to just be another massive tick for everyone involved at this football club. We could probably go through like 25 names, Holy but the one other guy I need to shout out, obviously, um, Sam Doherty, because yes. he's gotten himself back into that all-Australian form Yeah, as another guy with Cripper that had been there before and then we're, and then got to a point where we're like, well, we've probably seen the best of yeah. him. And we were wrong. Everyone was wrong. And I love it. I hope we're wrong about everything if it means that – Players are playing well. We're winning games of football. We're winning grand finals. I absolutely love it. Um, what other questions do you have love it. Um, for me, Lockie? Well, I'm not just scrolling on my phone for no reason. I'm going to Instagram because you did ask for questions on multiple platforms, which we love to see. 
did. Try to make it as hard as I could for you to gather them all. Yeah, no. No, that's great. All good. I didn't have to t- tally up any votes this week, so I thought I'd make you okay. actually uh, do some of the hard yards for once. Got a question from Amy. You know that I love this question because we've spoken about this lots of times before. What is your favourite Walshy goal celebration? Oh, gee, there's... Firstly, there's too many good ones. It's not just oh, that he's kicked so many goals. It's just that every single time it's a ripper. Um, I'm going to go... <laughs> and, and now, I have no idea what this is. I think it might be a basketball thing. I don't oh, know. Or he one. just did it. Is it the one where he just gets it and goes... No, oh, are you... Those ones? I think that's a basketball reference. I'm so ignorance to it but i just remember him doing that and being like that's the coolest thing i've ever seen sorry for those uh visual the audio listeners you would have had no idea what i just did oh well we do a lot for the audio listeners and we're not gonna describe it because that was that's my same one as well there's just something about that isn't it yeah i absolutely love it there's so many good ones but no i I had my heart set on that one so i'm not even gonna go elsewhere (laughs) i'll go elsewhere if you need it because the i mean the other one that a lot of people would love is just and it I don't even think it was him that said it, but just the the fuck yeah goal against uh, oh, which is unbelievable. Just another absolute beauty. But keep oh, him up. I, I hope that one. Do you, do you think that Sammy Walsh actually premeditates any of these? Like he's he's going okay today. If I kick a goal, this is what happens. Or does he just have them all somehow up stored up in his brain? I feel like this one. He he had that one coming, but yeah. then if you think back to like the Frio game with this one. Oh, <laughs> that, if that was premeditated, one of the worst ones. Drop him. <laughs> it was great, but it was clear. Hearing it here first, passion. Lockie says uh, Sam Walsh to get dropped next week. There you go. Hot take. <laughs> Not his best, but you still love it because Ripper. It's Walshy, hundred percent. But yeah, let us know your favorite uh, celebration. Let us know your favorite. Uh, we missed a lot. Game this season, moment, everything that we've talked about, most improved. I always forget to to chuck it back out to you, listeners. Um, but we really would like to see them in the comments. I love it. There's a few questions here that are all kind of in the same ecosystem. Ballpark. Yep. Ballpark. So maybe it's a good kind of segue for us here. Um, very hoodish on Twitter. How many wins do we have come the end of round 23? And I'm going to throw a few of these out here. Uh, We've also got Luke on Insta. Am I crazy to think that if we make the eight, we'll play a prelim? And then to round it off with Jackson, can we do the impossible and win the flag this year? So there's a few things in there, but it's all about what does the rest of this season hold for this Mm. team that we love so much? Yeah. I mean, look, I want to jump immediately to the prelim thing because thinking about it, and I, Uh I did the ladder prediction myself and i've done it a few different few different ways and tried to be conservative firstly still had us making finals tried to give us a couple of 50 50 wins and see what happens and then we'll we'll get near top four couldn't believe it but i think Mm. looking at the teams in the eight you'd say that you've got what melbourne brisbane probably frio that other top four spot is probably still up for grabs Agree. If we maybe it's a Geelong, maybe it's other teams. Geelong's probably the one I'd pencil in as being maybe the better of the teams around there. Mm. But even then, pretty much like all those teams, you would back us in to beat. So I don't think that the prelim shout is 
too crazy thinking that if you're looking at those teams in the eight, like I, I now genuinely believe, and this is just the biggest leap from, I guess, last season where I'm looking at pretty much every single game and it's not just my crazy optimism thinking, oh, we might get a win here. It's we can. And that's not enough thing to say. We genuinely can. I've seen our best football. I know what that's about. I've seen the mentality yeah. of this team when players are injured, when players are out and not out there for us. Of course we can. Of course we can go all the way. Like, why not? Is that how you're, you're feeling and po- optimistic about? So, so totally agree. Like, we know that the finals is like, it's mm. th- this one match. It's not about whether Melbourne is a better team constructed yeah. than us right now. It's about, are we going to be, hel- can we be healthier than them at the time? Are mm. our guns firing at that time? Do we match up well? Of course, I, I feel confident that we could beat any of these teams on that day. Mm. And, and you make a really good point as well about the top four. I wanted to go even further with you. Yeah, just do it. Because kind of, like, like you said, you've done a few different simulations that have resulted Let in us get it out. The Let me get it out. Let's have a look. Yeah, this is good because I started doing one as well. Would you agree that every, all of the top 12 teams have a possibility of making the eight? Is that where you draw yes. the line? I need to have a look and double check it. Because um, I wanted, I wanted to how draw many a line. teams it is. Yeah, yep. like yeah, I, I could see a scenario. My okay, twelve thing to say where Port can get in. Yeah, like you look at a lot of these teams, sort of run home, and it's it's very possible because a lot of these teams are playing each other, and so yeah. if you know. Paul, I yep. believe, play like Richmond at, at home and you've got those sort of matchups where they get a couple of wins, they get on a run, all of a sudden, if one of those teams in the eight happens to lose all of those games against the teams around them, and then anyone could jump in. And I think the ladder that I mm. had at the end was Melbourne, Frio, Geelong, Sydney, Brisbane, which is, I don't know how that happened. Brisbane somehow dropped out with some, obviously they must have a bad fixture. I might have to go through that again. And then it was Mm -hmm. Richmond, us, St. Kilda. So, you know, just missing out is sort of your your Collingwood doggies, Suns and Port. But there were so many different matchups where it was very hard to try to go in and predict who was going to win that because there were so many that you just, is it toss a coin? And so it just kind of almost shows you how, Mm. vital this run home is going to be in us trying to bank some more wins early. And especially, like, it's so hard to predict. <laughs> it's hard to predict whether we're we're going to be going for this top four battle or this yeah. top eight battle. Um, but it's just going to show that, like, say that we did win last week. Yeah. That's that's us being, we, we would have been three wins ahead of Collingwood rather than the one that we are now. Mm. So it's just going to show the importance of these matches where the teams like you mentioned, like Geelong and St Kilda, the ones that we think are going to mm. be around our mark, us winning or losing in those games, it has that double impact. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it makes it really interesting. It's so hard to predict. Like the optimist in me, again, says, why couldn't we finish fourth here yeah. if everything goes our way? Um, and then the, the pessimist says... There's looking at these teams around there, like the doggies and Richmond are both show that they've been finals teams for a long time. Mm. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Did you want to go through each game and try to do Why our not? predictions? Because 
as you mentioned earlier, at this stage, our start of the season predictions, we had a six and five, and we're a we lot did. better than that at <sighs> eight and three. I got to say though, you uh, successfully predicted the Gold Coast loss, so um, thanks for that, mate. You've ruined that for everyone. Uh, You're welcome. And then both of us originally gave us six wins of our next eleven, which at Isn't that, that stage got us into the final. So I guess I'd love to see if much of that is going to change. Do you want to go through mm. them match by match and see how we go? Let's do it. So, I'll let so you drive Essendon, it. Essendon, are we winning this game? I think so. Wait, rock it in. Richmond, we beat them once. Did yeah. we beat them again? I know. At the start of the season, we had pe- pegged this down as an L, hoping that we would split the series. Mm. But I'm happy to go win. I've gone a loss. No and I'm trying to be not optimistic here. So you've backed us in for a win. I love to see that. But again, I can definitely see us winning this game of football. There's no yeah. reason why we can't do it. I've tried to maybe pick out the easy wins and then go from there. But again, like you mm. can easily see us making top four because we can beat these teams. We've shown we can beat a Richmond before. Get that confidence with that Essendon win and you can keep driving again. Um, totally. Frio, we've now got them at home. Is this one a win or is it a loss? Well, this is probably where we even ourselves up because I do think that we will win this one um, on our favorite ground of Marvel personally. You've got us another win. You've got us three on the trot. Doing it. See, I've, backed us, I've backed us down to a loss. But again, wow. why can't we beat right. them? Because last, because at the start of the season, I said we'd lose one, we'd win one against Frio. But I've tried to go there in some bit of a form. I can see us losing this game. So I think uh, you've got us for a win in every single one of these, which I'm excited to see. Well, here's the issue or thing that's happening here. I'm looking at our predictions that we did together at the start of the season, and it just... Even though we've recalibrated, it just rings true. Yes, still. Mm. And that's why I'm saying loss for St. Kilda. Yeah, see, that's where I've given us the win out of all of these. Yeah. But I see, of... this is what happens with us. It's all going to balance out. It will. I can feel and... it. <laughs> I can already feel it. We're going to say, we're both going to say six and five. <laughs> well, what I love about this as well, I really, I really do believe this sort of patch here. Up until this stage, up until the West Coast game, Essendon, Richmond, Frio, St. Kilda, it needs to be minimum two, minimum two wins. At the position we're at, knowing we're going to come up against a lot of hard opposition, I'd almost have to say three is almost needed to just <laughs> get the pressure off us into that top top eight because everyone's going to fight for it. And if you can bank those ones early like we have at the start of the season, the pressure's off. You can then drop one. You can maybe lose to an Adelaide away and it doesn't matter because you've banked three or four wins early. Um, so I, I think that this is – and it's, it's the worst thing because it's come at a time where so many of our players are injured and we're not going to have some key personnel there. But, yeah, it's, I think that sort of four games is really going to make or break this season because – we we drop too many of those. It, it might be hard to to fight our way back. But it, have you got us a, a mm. win against West Coast? Of course. Thank you. Please. Uh, Finally, Geelong. we agree on something. <laughs> Geelong. I'm I'm happy to pencil that one in as an L. Yeah, I've, I've done the exact same. Uh, GWS win or loss? Oh, gee, we've got the wood on them now. 
We sure do. Uh, Adelaide away. That's a win. I've got us a win also. Uh, Brisbane. It's going to be tough up there. Yeah, I think so. I think it's absolutely fine to say we lose that one. And I don't think that's an issue. Uh, Melbourne. Yeah, I think I think it's safer to pencil in an L against the top team. There you go. And then Collingwood to round this one out. No doubt in my mind that the Duff is coming that <laughs> way in that one. I really agree. So you've given us an extra win there. I believe you've you've made us to go on fifteen in the end there. Yeah, look, and I think that I, I got got the better of myself there. I really do uh-huh. think that. I think six and five. It just, it just, it's speaking to me. Fourteen mm. wins is what I really think we're going to end up with. Mm. Yeah. See, like I, I penciled us in there to get enough for fourteen, but I think yeah, we can definitely get another couple. As I mentioned, that that four mm. stretch because you look at it and you say, yeah, we're better than Collingwood. We clearly are. We we don't lose Weedering. We win that game of footy. We only lose it by a kick, and we almost had that chance. The the, mm-hmm. the tough ones that you can pretty much say should be losses. But we've seen Carlton do some crazy things already this season. You betcha. There is still a great chance that we go out and we beat Melbourne, that we go to Brisbane and we play better footy than them. It, I've seen us have these amazing quarters. The longer we go into this season, it could definitely happen. But, you know, it's fine to say you lose to Brisbane, you lose to Melbourne, you lose to Geelong. And then every other game there is just so winnable it's not funny. Mm-hmm. And what a change that is to our mentality last year where I don't think you ever would have said going into all of these games, wow, we can actually win these and it's not just, you know, optimistic bullshit, to be honest. And like I said before, like we've gone through the wins and losses there, but where how the ladder shapes up is just going to depend so much yeah. on where those wins and losses mm-hmm. are. Like, <laughs> I don't know, a, a, a loss against... The Bombers, for instance, yeah. but we we make that up with a win against like a you know a St Kilda or someone that we're penciled in for mm. hell um, is is going to be a lot more important in that shaping. Yeah, like a lot of these games become those eight point games, which this season we we've I think we're sort of we 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 did it against Sydney, we didn't get it against Collingwood if you can have them in that conversation, but I just. I could not be more – I could not have so much more belief than I do right now. Like, I just back us in, and mm. it's just a, a stark contrast to where we've been as a football club for most of my life where I just – I never really believed. I never really went to the footy and thought, yeah, we can win this game. And now I'm I'm looking at our next run going, there, there's no reason why we can't win these games of football. And I kind of want to – Absolutely draw into this interesting part about our losses and mm. you can blame injuries. You can say anything. I just find it quite fascinating that in all of our losses, we kind of didn't, haven't had some sort of key personnel in there. Oh yeah. And it kind I'll of see about this too. a difference this makes because Gold Coast, no Pitonet, no Durden surprisingly. And then Cripps injured in the first quarter. Yep. Frio, no Kennedy. No Silvani, which doesn't get talked about a lot in that game. Pitnett injured in the first quarter, gone for the game. And then Harry himself had a bit of a knee niggle and didn't look himself for pretty much the rest of that game, continued to play. And then Collingwood, Kennedy doesn't play. Weedering injured in the first quarter, along with what? Harry's not there. 
everyone, Pitnet's not yeah. there. You've yeah. got all these other injuries that were there also, but we've had a key injury in the first quarter of all of our games. If Kennedy doesn't play, it doesn't look like we win. Um, and then it just shows that you don't have these key personnel in there going into these games. You lose one when you're playing. It's hard to win games of football. And I just, I fingers crossed we don't have any more of these injuries in a game. Or if we mm. do, we can find a way to, to get over the line. And that's just one of the key reasons why you can have such optimism for when the finals do come. Mm. Because you never know what injuries are going to happen to opposition. And, and hopefully by that time, we're going to have all our guys back and ready to go. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so I guess we've, we've talked about what we kind of predict out of this. And let us know. In the comments, you know, how many wins are we getting? Who are we beating? Who are we losing to? Do yeah. you have a bit of like a pass mark? Is it is it wins and hmm. losses? Is it playing finals? Because we can sit here and, and change out and shift our goalposts and, and what we want to see for the rest of the season. I've asked you about pass marks for other players, but you have one on our season yeah. as a whole. I have been thinking about this and I, I haven't really been able to land on an answer because I, I go back and forth all along. I've thought that if we can play finals this season, that yep. is a great result, and and that's above our expectations, and that's good. Obviously, yeah, we ha- you have to shift the the markers there. So I can I have to say that there would be a scenario here where we still play finals, and I would be disappointed with that outcome. Like oh, really? like we've described there, I think so. So look, it, with eleven games to go, say. Mm. Three and eight, three and eight, finishing uh, to finish eighth, um, yeah. like just scraping in. I don't, I, I don't think that would have a good taste in our mouths. So maybe, mm. maybe it's, maybe it's twelve wins, four and yeah. seven from here out. It's like we have to be realistic with the injuries that we have, all these things. Like you know, as optimistic as we are about um, Sam Durden, we've got someone from Glenelg coming in to play yeah. um, fullback for us on the weekend. That's yeah, that's challenging. So was yeah. was deemed by North Melbourne as not good enough to be on an AFL list. Exactly. Like as much as yeah, we've we've talked up these guys. They weren't AFL caliber. So there's a chance that they they're just not up to it. I'd like to mm. think that they are, but you know that is an actual possibility. And I think my pass mark is finals. Just make finals. But yeah. Weirdly, you've you've made me think about it, and I'm thinking, going. Uh, that's what makes it hard. Gee, if we don't win a final, I think I'd probably be annoyed looking at the teams that we're potentially playing. If if there is a final, and mm. what it's St Kilda, maybe Richmond, maybe the Doggy, someone around there. Yeah, you'd you'd probably back us in. Yeah, mm. I agree. It's I agree. And, I mean, like probably before, <laughs> yeah. Before this week, um, before the loss to Collingwood, we would have been nine and two. I might have even said a home final. Yeah, um, Mate, but I guess right now, I, I, yeah, no, exactly. Uh, so I think I still think that if we make finals, all in all, I'll be happy. Um, yeah. I just hope it's not going to be a scenario where, yeah, we look at this second half of the season and go, yeah, we had so many injuries, but gee, we didn't mm. look like we did in the first half at all. Yeah, I was going to ask if we don't make finals, is that how how big of an issue is that for you? If we if we don't do it, uh, I don't know if it's necessarily an issue for like how I think about us long term. 
yeah. but I would be devastated from from where we were. Um, it's just kind of that like we've 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 won so much respect from the AFL community over these three months, yeah. that it would feel like that's the kind of thing that would mm. you know kind of remove that. But but having said that, it's like yeah, there's so there's so much confidence here. Like I was thinking about this when I was, I was walking today. Like with Michael Voss at the helm. Doesn't he just give you so much confidence yeah. that you don't feel like he's going to take us in the wrong direction? Like it feels like whatever happens, I feel like we're in the right direction. I was thinking about this, trying to think of what I wanted to say in the in the run sheet for mid-season review. And just a big point of that was how much I just trust the football club. I, I trust the CEO. I trust the president. Trust the coaches. Probably the only place, I guess, to be maybe negative is I don't still 100% trust the like fitness injury staff. But again, how much is of that is actually like their fault? I, I don't know. We, we're not going to know because mm-hmm. we're not in the four walls. How much of that is cool. broke players staying broken? Like, you know, we're, we're talking about a Mitch McGovern yeah. that's always been injured, McDonald that's had these back issues. So how much of that falls on them? But that's probably the only department like I'm. You you want your fa- your favorite segment the SPS drive by? How good how good has our recruitment been? We've only lost one player, really, that didn't want to be there. And what's he done for West Coast? Like, yeah, everyone exactly. we've brought in has done something positive for us, and we haven't really lost anyone that's that's burnt us so far. So, I've so never true. felt so aligned with the club and just so trusting in. They make a decision that maybe I don't necessarily agree with, even. Team selection, sometimes I don't agree with it, but I go, they probably for once know more than I do. And I don't think I could have said that in years gone by where you just look at decisions and think, what are they doing here? When we talked about this a year ago and the review that was going down, it was like there is so many elements of this club to pick apart that we don't have trust in. And you've summarized it perfectly there. So that's why... God, I, I don't even want to speak these words, but you asked the question. That's why I think if for some reason we didn't make finals because absolute catastrophe, like everybody in yeah, the entire everyone gets injured. injured, I'm still like, I, I still feel good mm. about where we're heading. We've seen what we need to mm. see to know that we are a different club now. I agree. I think it's all about context in how it would happen if the worst case scenario happens because I agree. We've seen our best football. We know that when we're fit, we're one of the best teams in this competition. And when we were fit and firing, everyone was thinking, oh, I just want to see us against Melbourne right now. Put us up against the best team. And you've even seen them the last two weeks lose a mm-hmm. couple of players and they don't look like the same team. And now imagine us losing half the list and we're still playing exactly. good football and still winning games. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I'm backing us in completely. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind, as much as you can be super negative with just how big a loss Weedering is and – yeah, I think we've maybe undersold it a little bit. It's that leadership down there. He's the one that marshals that back line. We don't have someone that can bail us out, and I think it will hurt us. But I just trust us to find a way because they've shown me that this season, that backs against the wall, we find a way to win. And we even almost did it last week when we probably shouldn't. <laughs> oh, spot on, spot on. Mm. Um. I suppose the last kind of questions that we have here are looking at next week. Do you have anything yeah. else you want to cover mid-season-wise before we start talking uh, Bombers? There's not a lot to be honest. I think that's pretty much covered 
everything um, as Ooh. far as the mid-season. So I'm happy to jump into this and then maybe we'll have a bit of a look as well to finish this off. Um, mm. Talk about what we like to do at the midway point of the season, almost jump a little bit to the end. And it's it's funny, last season and almost years gone by, this was the fun part because yeah, we haven't been enjoying the season, so you want to look forward to next year. It's almost something I haven't really thought about, and that is, you know, the players that are out of contract, what are we doing with them? And then who would you want to sort of bring in at season's end? It's strange that the trade period is, or the draft has not been anything I've thought about at all, whereas... Last season, it was all I could think about. We've spoken about it a couple of times that, you know, the couple of years doing this podcast, getting to the trade period, how it was our favorite time of the season. I Yeah. It's not true anymore, mate. We've evolved. Yeah. How good. It's good to see. It's about time. But no, hit me with uh, the last question before we, we head into that kind of stuff and talk about this Essendon game that we have that is uh, such a big, big contest now. Two listeners have uh, thrown through their changes. Um, so one is from Maddie. Um, yep. Sorry, this isn't specifically changes, but he said, I don't think we can play all the smalls mm. in the forward line. Surely Martin comes in next week. And then one yep. from Carlton Zone. My changes for this week, Dirds, Kennedy, and Martin in. Weeders, yep. Dow, and Motlop out. What are your mm. guys' thoughts on that? Oh, they're good. So, yeah. I don't mind it. Um, I'm just trying to find our actual team from the last time I played because it, it almost feels like a month ago yeah. and now I can't it remember does. who was in and who was out. I I guess, yeah, I'm very much in the camp of Kennedy comes back in. Uh, unfortunately, that probably means for me that Dow makes way just for the, the straight swap. He was the last in, so he comes mm. out. Um. Weedering obviously comes out and I would say, yeah, Durden should hopefully be right to go. So he comes and slots in straight away. And yeah. then, yeah, I'm probably taking Nunes out because uh, okay. I think I've seen some signs from Cottrell that I like. I've liked O'Brien on the wing and I'm bringing in Jack Martin just because we need that little bit of height. We need to see what we can from Kim, and I mm. maybe disagree. I think we can play those smalls and a Jack Martin because Jack Martin plays a little bit taller, and in yeah. our wins, those three have worked well putting and applying that pressure and getting us goals. I, I think it's something almost to persist with because how good was it when we had Yaron, Garlett, and Eddie Betts down there? Why can't we oh, no. recreate and have a bit of a point of difference? What are your thoughts on, I guess, team changes? I actually 100% agree with you that I think that's what I would do and what I think will happen. Um, the only kind of other part there is um, obviously Carroll basically played a full game as the sub. Yep. Would you be would you be rolling him back as the sub or is there another way we could go with that? Yeah, look, I'm probably not going to make him the sub. I reckon just get Neither. some more VFL football into him. Gee, it's an interesting one. Like, it probably makes the most sense... Maybe a Nunes as just a yeah. a body that doesn't need to play VFL football. Maybe even a, a does a Will Hayes get a look in as a sub? Uh, I don't mm. know. Some might be thinking maybe you need a a Kemp as a bit of height. That's where my mind went. Yeah, yeah. I think I just want Kemp to play. I I almost want this sub as you can kind of preempt for injury, but I also at times when I'm looking at Kemp, I'm looking at Carroll as guys that. 
they desperately need development. They're not ready 100% to jump into this team. I think I'd rather yeah. just see them go to the VFL and and get some confidence and, and then really earn your way back into the team. And, yeah, maybe a Nunes, unfortunately, just drops out and he then just straight away becomes that sub. Yeah. No, I really like that. Um, I agree with all those things. That's a good-looking team if we roll out that way. I hope we do. Hopefully, there hasn't been any uh, niggles or anything that have come out of this <laughs> week off and, you know, the players gallivanting over the country as they have. Well, there's been some rumors the other way, if you might have heard those, about one no. big... No. So, there's been rumors out there that Harry Mackay, ahead of schedule, should 100% be ready for the week after against Richmond. Wow. But they're saying yeah. there's a chance he may line up against Essendon. He's been training the house down that well. That is absolutely <laughs> juicy. That would be ridiculous. It? Yeah, I think that, if they yeah. think, as much as I've said, I don't necessarily trust them, the, the medical staff, if they think he's ready to go, then stuff it. Like, I don't think it's a desperation mm. thing. I don't believe that they'd throw him in because Charlie's been good enough down there. We've been kicking enough goals. But, yeah, if he's ready to go, chuck him straight back in because, I mean, you can you want all your best players out there, so why not? Oh, yeah. So would it be a small that comes out for you then? Probably has to yeah, be. You didn't have that probably ready, did has you? to be, yeah. I didn't. I, I would like Martin <laughs> in there. I would like to see yeah. what he can do. So, yeah, maybe one of them has to get dropped and, oh, God, I, I couldn't pick. I can't choose between those three. They all add yeah. such different things. Maybe, unfortunately, it's a motlop. Me too. But, I yeah, I'd, I'd hate to commit myself to that because I do love his, his excitement, his game against Sydney. And that, like, 15-minute patch where it looked like every time he got the ball he was about to kick goal oh, the year just was I electric. Could. I loved it. I almost put his goal against... <laughs> Oh, now it's going to escape me. Was it against Sydney? The, the Like the banana from like directly yeah. in front of that, that game? Yeah. Yeah, when yeah. we just had that avalanche of goals coming, that was one of my favorites too. The, the one touch straight onto the foot, just snapping through. So oh, good. Just the celebration too. Beautiful. Oh. Um, I guess talking about the Essendon game, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on before we maybe move on? <laughs> um, Not really. I'm not in the business of putting the moz on us, so I'll say no more. Fair enough. I, I Maybe I will accidentally, but Go I ahead. love that they're having their big 150th birthday celebration because uh. Collingwood love to have their birthday celebrations and they love to play Carlton because they just know we're going to get the ticket numbers in. We're the biggest club in the AFL. True. They want their revenue. They want the gate <laughs> numbers. Every time Collingwood's done it, we've got the dub. So, fingers crossed, we can spoil oh, another birthday party because there's nothing better than beating the absolute garbage football club that is Essendon <sighs> and nothing would make it more sweeter than to do it on their stupid birthday. Blow out those <laughs> candles, you idiots. Mate, that was bloody poetry. <laughs> um, I was off the cuff too. I didn't have to write down my monologue this week, which is nice. <laughs> When it comes to the bombers, it's just as clear as day in your mind, isn't it? You can just, you it can is. just reel off the insults. <laughs> it's good. The seas part and it's just, oh, I absolutely love to see it. Now, I need to find uh, this because we need to, to take a break from talking necessarily footy and talking about the podcast. We uh, said 
We wanted reviews from you guys. We were talking about it. You've buried it. this. You've buried this 70 minutes into the damn podcast again. It's only the, the core <laughs> listeners that get to hear this. But uh, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Well, maybe we'll, we'll chop this out and start start the podcast with it this week. But uh, I made the call out saying we want our reviews on, on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, particularly because on Apple, you can actually write a review. And I want to hear what you guys have said. I did say... It can be abuse if you don't like the podcast, but you have to make it five stars because we will only read out five stars. I've almost even thought, if you want a little plug for anything, you know, I don't know, small business, <laughs> firstly, sponsor the Advertise pod. If, you're, if, you have, if you have a small business, sponsor <laughs> the pod because we will give you a shout out every week. Um, but I mean, if you whatever you want to have a plug for, uh, I think within reason, it depends what you do right. We might not be able to uh, to read some things out, but... We want your five-star reviews and we'll read it out. Now, we've finally got one in, so I appreciate that. This is from Adrian. He's given us mm. the five stars and he says it's it's title, prerequisite. Wholesome Carlton Content, which I, I love that straight out of the gates. He says, you guys are a must-listen every week for me. There are only a couple of Carlton podcasts that I prioritize and you guys are right up there. Right up there. We should be number one, firstly, um, Adrian. No, but appreciate that. Thank you. I know there's a lot of competition, so it's good to know we are one that he's getting a couple listens. He says, I like your back and forth conversations that don't shy away from being argumentative when they need to be. You guys have great knowledge of our club in our build-up to Flag 17. Keep up the great work. What a fantastic journey we're all having together. Go Blue. So thank you, Adrian, for the uh, the lovely review there. Keep them coming. I want more five-star reviews because I want more stuff I can chat about on this podcast. Perfectly done, mate. Very well said. And I don't want to – I have to admit, I was a little bit distracted as you were reading that then because <laughs> we've had a is post from the club. Some big oh. news. What is it? Mar- March is in this week. What? He's in. Oh, I know, mate. I need to get onto Twitter straight away. You're getting some some Gee, live reactions gonna, here. Yeah, this is live. A very uh I can already feel my eyes welling, and I haven't even watched this with sound yet. Oh my god, they've so got a full wanna, clip of him. If you want to watch it, you need to pump the audio in in uh, in post. Oh my god, I yeah, I wish I could. Oh my god, this is unbelievable. <laughs> Holy shit, that. That is the happiest news I think I've ever read. This is... How good. I, I'm genuinely trying to read the article because I don't believe it's true. And I'm, I'm like, where's, where's it say he's going to play VFL footy? Where, where is it? Am I, am I reading it correctly? Yeah. Holy shit. My bloody oh, man, March is back. Oh, that is the greatest news go. I've heard all week. Oh, mate, what does that mean? What does that mean for your, your team changes? Who comes out? <laughs> Crazy. I know, right? We, yeah, so many questions, oh. and I'm not even going to pretend to answer them nah. right now because too good a moment. Yeah, I think that, look, it might spell another week for, for Durden just to learn the system. For but, sure. I mean, that has to be the, the best news you'll hear. I think, apart from maybe Doherty this season, that, yeah. that is just absolutely stunning. Big Caleb Marshbank, the man back. is back. My bloody favorite player. I, I love this. He deserves so it. Everyone around you that's supporting you here with your football staff, those coaches, high performance, right? Whoever it is, our admin team, we're all in it together. And we've had some special moments, haven't we? That's a special moments. So we've got some more special moments to come. 
we've got a special moment right now. Okay, Marchie, you're playing on the weekend. Oh, yeah. Look, that's that's probably going to wrap this up. It's been a really positive mid-season review. It's amazing what happens when you finally are winning some games of footy. It was a weird one to try to write. I honestly didn't know what to say. It was just like everything's been pretty good except for injuries, which you can't control. So, yeah, I guess it's going to be a bit of an interesting finish to this season. The next few games are going to be, for me, the make or break. So let us know where we're getting these wins come the end of the season. But, look, that's going to wrap this one up. I cannot wait to see Caleb Marshbank Friday. See you guys next time.